Chapter 29 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 29. Being at Palencia, engaged in the foundation mentioned above, a letter came from Dr. Velasquez, Bishop of Ozma, with whom I had spoken on affairs of my soul on account of some fears that then troubled me. He was at that time canon and professor in the great church of Toledo, and because I knew he was a very learned man and a servant of God, I earnestly requested him to take the care of my soul, and to hear my confession. As I made the request for the love of God, though very busy, he did so willingly, for he saw my necessity, that I was astonished. He heard my confession, and directed me all the time I was in Toledo, which was very long. I gave him an account of my soul with much candor, as I am accustomed to do. He did me a great deal of good indeed, for from that time I began to be free from so many fears. It is true, he had some other business on hand, which is not to be mentioned here. But in a word, he did me much good, for he confirmed me by quotations from the Holy Scripture, a thing which pleases me much and suits me well, when I am certain they are quoted by one who is learned and good. This letter he wrote to me from Soria, where he then was, telling me that a lady, who was his penitent, had spoken to him respecting the foundation of a monastery of our nuns there. And because he liked the design, he told her he would arrange that I should go and found it, and that therefore I must not fail. And if I thought proper to found the house, that I was to let him know, and he would send someone for me. I was exceedingly glad of this offer, because besides being a good foundation, I had a great desire to speak with him concerning some affairs of my soul, and to see him, because I had a great love for him, on account of the many advantages I have derived from his guidance. The name of this lady foundress was Doña Beatriz de Beaumonte y Navarra, being descended from the kings of Navarre, and a daughter of Don Francis de Viamonte, an illustrious and very noble house. She had been married for some years, but had no children. She was very rich, and for some years before, had resolved to found a monastery of nuns. When she had spoken with the bishop, who gave her an account of this order of Our Lady of Discalced Nuns, she was so pleased with it, that she entreated him to make haste and have the monastery founded. Her disposition is mild, generous, and fond of mortification. In a word, she is a great servant of God. She had a good house in Soria, strong built, and well situated, and this she said she would give us, with all that was necessary for the foundation, and this she actually bestowed upon us, together with a revenue of five hundred ducats. The bishop offered to give us a very excellent church, built all with arches, which belonged to a parish near the house, and with which were a little gallery were very useful to us and he did well in bestowing it upon us, because the parish was poor. And as there were several churches, he easily translated it to another one. He gave me an account of all this in his letter, and I communicated it to the Father Provincial who was then here. 
both he and all his friends thought it best to answer that the bishop should send someone for me as the foundation of palencia was already finished and i was very glad it was so for the reasons above mentioned i immediately told the nuns to come whom i intended to take with me they were seven in number for the lady wished for many rather than few one was a lay sister and my companion and myself a servant of the bishop came for us who was very diligent and useful and because i had told him i should take with me two discalced fathers i took padre fray nicolas de jesus maria for one he was a native of genoa and a very prudent and discreet person he took the habit when he was more than forty years of age at least he is now and he took it not long since but he has advanced in virtue so much during this short period as to make it evident that our lord chose him to assist our order in these grievous persecutions for the others who could have assisted us were either banished or put in prison but of him they took no notice because as i have said having only lately joined the order he held no office and god did this that i might have such an assistant he is so prudent a man that he lived in a monastery of the relaxed rule at madrid as if for some other business without any one discovering that he managed our affairs and so they let him alone we often wrote to each other while i was at st joseph's monastery at avila and we treated of necessary matters as we thought fit from which he derived great comfort hence may be seen the straits the order was in since so much was made of me for want of a better as the saying is all this time i had proofs of his virtue and judgment so that he was one whom i loved much in our lord and consider him to be a great honour to the order he and the lay companion came along with us i suffered little difficulty in this journey because he whom the bishop had sent treated us very kindly and assisted in providing good accommodation for us and when entering the diocese of osma i perceived the people loved the bishop so much that when we told them we were on business for him they gave us a kind and welcome reception the weather was fine the journeys not long and so the fatigue of travelling was but little but the joy was great for hearing how highly they spoke of the sanctity of the bishop i rejoiced exceedingly we reached burgos the day before the octave of corpus christi the next day being thursday and the octave we communicated we stopped there for collation for we could not reach soria that evening the night we spent in the church for we could find no other lodging and at this we were well pleased in the morning we heard mass there and arrived at soria about five o'clock in the evening as we passed by the house of the holy bishop he was standing at his window and from this place he gave us his blessing which consoled me exceedingly because he was both a prelate and a saint the lady our foundress stood waiting for us at the door of her house where the monastery was to be as there was a great crowd round the place we saw no way of entering this was no novelty for wherever we went the world being very fond of novelty so many came out to see us that had we not worn our veils it would have been very inconvenient but as it was we could bear the gaze of people the lady had fitted up a very good and large hall to have mass said there till the gallery was made to pass to that which the bishop gave us the next day being the feast of our holy father elysius 
Mass was said and procession taken. The lady had furnished the house with everything necessary, and gave us an apartment where we lived retired until the gallery was finished, which took till the transfiguration. On that day the first Mass was said in the church with great solemnity, many people being present. A father of the society preached, the bishop having gone to Burgos. For he lost not a day nor an hour, but spent all his time in labors, though he was far from being well, having lost the sight of one eye. This was the only affliction I had there, being extremely sorry that his sight should be lost, which was so useful in the service of our Lord. But his judgments are known only to himself, and they afford his servant more opportunities of meriting, for he labored no less than he did before he lost his eye, and of conforming his will to the divine will. He told me it gave him no more trouble than if it had not happened, and that sometimes he thought it would not grieve him if he lost the sight of the other, for then he would live in a hermitage and serve God there, without any more obligations. This had always been his inclination before he was a bishop, for so he told me sometimes, and that he had once almost resolved to give up everything and to go to some hermitage. I could not approve of this, thinking him so useful to the church of God, and therefore I wished him to be what he is now, although on the day the bishopric was given him, of which he sent me word immediately, I was in very great distress, for he seemed to me to have a heavy load on his shoulders, so that I could not rest. I presently went into the choir, to recommend him to our Lord, and his majesty immediately composed me, telling me, the bishop would be very useful in his service and so it is evident he is now. But notwithstanding the pain his eye gives him, besides other afflictions and his usual labors, he fasts four days in the week and does other penitential works. His diet is very poor. When he visits his diocese, he goes on foot, which his servants cannot endure, and they complain of it to me. They are certainly very virtuous and devout, else they would not stop in the house. He seldom allows important business to pass through the hands of his secretaries, nor of others either, I suppose, without passing through his also. For two years when he first came to the diocese, he endured most outrageous calumnies, which astonished me, for as regards doing justice, he is upright and exact. By degrees they ceased, for though his enemies went to court, where they imagined they might be able to injure him, Yet as the good he was doing throughout the diocese was evident, they could do but little. And he also suffered everything with such great patience, that he confounded them, doing good to those who strove to do him harm. In spite of his many employments, he finds some time for prayer. It seems to me I have praised this good man beyond all bounds, and yet I have said but little. But I have spoken of him, in order that he may be known who gave the foundation of the monastery of the most holy trinity in soria and that those who come after to live there may console themselves that nothing has been lost though i know well those who are now alive are not ignorant of these things although he did not give the revenue yet he gave the church and persuaded this lady as i said to found the monastery he is a very good christian and a man of great virtue and penance after we had taken possession of the church, and everything had been prepared which was necessary for enclosure, 
I was obliged to leave for the monastery of St. Joseph's at Avila, and I accordingly departed immediately, the weather being very hot, and the roads extremely bad for traveling in wagons. A prebendary of Palencia, named Ribera, returned with me, and he had been of great assistance to me in preparing the gallery and in everything else. For Father Nicholas de Jesus Maria went away soon after the deeds for the foundation were drawn up, since he was greatly wanted in another place. This Ribera had some business to transact in Soria, and when we went there, he came with us. From that time God gave him such a desire to assist us, that he ought to be recommended to our Lord, and considered as a benefactor to the order. I did not wish any one else to travel with me, except my companion, who by her diligence was enough for me, and the less noise there was, the better able I am to travel. But on this occasion I paid well for the pleasure I found in going to Soria, because though he that went with us knew the way to Segovia, yet he did not know the wagon road, so that our conductor led us through places where we were often obliged to alight, and pull the wagon almost by main strength through certain craggy precipices. If he took a guide, he directed us as far as he knew the way was good, but when we came into a bad road, he left us, saying, he had some business to attend to. Before we arrived at any inn, being uncertain where we were going, we were forced to suffer much from the heat, and often the wagon was in danger of upsetting. I was very sorry for the person who traveled with us, because, though we were told we were going right, yet we were obliged to return back. But his virtue was so deeply rooted, that he appeared not at all to be displeased, which I greatly admired, and praised our Lord for it. For where virtue is solid, events can affect us but little. I praise our Lord for delivering us from this road. We arrived at St. Joseph's in Segovia, on the vigil of St. Bartholomew, where our nuns seemed to have been uneasy at my long absence. But as the road was so bad, it was with great difficulty we went along. There they caressed us so much, that God never sends me any trouble which he does not immediately reward. I rested there above eight days, and because this foundation was finished without any trouble, I make light of this affliction, considering it to be nothing. I left Soria with pleasure, because it seems to be a place where I hope, through the mercy of God, he will be served by those who live there, as is the case at present. May he be blessed and praised for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks be to God. End of chapter 29